Hey, hey, how we doing? Hi, you know, vibing. Vibing. It's a big vibe. What are we here doing today? Um, we are fulfilling a dream that you and I have had since probably when we met. Pretty much the inception of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. so going on two years now. Um, we're doing a podcast. Doing a podcast. We're doing the damn thing. The old podcasty. We used to do Twitch streams where we would do this, but it's really hard with all the people like popping up and messaging you and just getting in your face. Yeah. Yeah, the Twitch stream was uh was a bit difficult. Also the the form of the comedy going on there was kind of a, a different than the Yeah. When you're pre recording, you and get a chance we, to edit. We also had the pressure of feeling like we had to be funny. Yeah, that's true. Like we don't have to we have to entertain people, obviously. But people are here to listen to us talk. Um, they want to hear this nasally, nasally voice. You don't have a nasally voice. Not according to your dad. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, but yes, welcome to What is Haunting Your Head? What is Haunting Your Head? What we is should add my ghost head? sounds. We should. Maybe we can. <laughs> There's your adding ghost sounds for this time. Um, so the concept of what's haunting your head, I don't know if other people say this, but I named it myself. Like I came up with the idea for it. Um, it's when you have something that you're hyper fixated on and it won't leave you alone. So let's say you've got a concept, you think about it for like 24 hours and you're like, okay, I'm good. I've thought about that for a while. And then a couple of days later it pops back up and you're like, oh my God, that thing is still bugging me. It's because it's haunting you haunting you in your head living there rent free so this is kind of just going to be us talking about our hyper fixations of the week what are you focused on today what's got you going what's haunting your head so yeah yeah as soon as i say that i realize i don't have anything haunting my head right now I can come up with something as you talk i'll think of things yeah so i guess we're putting it on me um which is fine because things have been haunting my head recently oh good i have something that i realized is haunting my head but it's it, it can wait if your thing is like sad i'll bring us up at the end okay okay it's not super sad okay go uh, ahead. anyhow let's get into it even if it was it's not an issue <clears throat> this is a safe place to talk about whatever we want so 2017 yes to 2021, early 2021. Yes. I was in the Marine Corps. Facts. Um, time spent in the service, you know, there's a lot of things that pop up. There's a lot of situations that I kind of rehash inside of my head. Um, Fantasize about how it could go different. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. stuff like that. Um, like maybe how you'd handle it if you had it now. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, part of the whole conceptualization of that. Mm -hmm. um, also, like, I, I, I fantasize about talking to people who are interested in joining. Like, what advice I would provide them. The, if, it, this is what I wanted to know, or what I wish I'd known when I joined kind of thing. Right, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's just, there's so much that goes into being in the military. Um... 
Especially in the U.S. Especially in the U.S. You know, it's a volunteer force. It's not like conscript army, uh, Russia style or anything like that. You're not required to do service, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's also like, there's so many net positives. But for every net positive, there's like, there's like one or two net negatives. And, and so like your gross demeanor after you get out is it tends to be you know you you picked up some some pretty severely negative habits um, you're jaded and you kind of just only really remember like the worst of it or yeah. you pick out the worst pieces and you keep them because you're like i had to go through and this. some people go in the opposite direction um they get like super hardcore like well i served so you know nobody can talk to me about nothing i'd say that once you're out of the military your biggest opponents, your 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 biggest um, kind of outliers that are that are gonna make your life hell once you're on the outside, and, and you try talking about you know, like your experiences while you were in is other vets. Oh yeah, um, they just rip you apart. Like I'm hesitant to even bring this up. Yeah, on the internet, um, but I want to. You know, it's it's something that is haunting my head right now it's so, been long um, enough that you can talk about it now yeah and you know if a super troll gets in the comments like you truly can just block just ignore you know you can delete them that's yeah. the beauty of being the one in control or you do what people on tiktok do and, and you just make content out of it yeah that would be great too <laughs> not a terrible idea anywho yeah, getting know. off course um we will do that a lot <laughs> we are both oh, i'm gonna get off course here for a little bit sure we're both mentally ill, me worse so. Um, I have a lot. But because of that, we can almost never stay on one topic. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. This is our third time recording because the first time we recorded, we went through seven topics in 14 minutes and didn't finish any of them. That's true. So, back to the military because I finished my thought. All right. We're finishing thoughts today. Um, do not leave me hanging. Thank you. Thomas got your face. I know. Um, the military. Yeah. Uh, recently I've been thinking a lot about like different scenarios that came up. Like, like, uh, if somebody asked me like, what was my most embarrassing moment while I was in the Marine Corps? I mean, where do I even start? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you also, I'm not trying to diminish or say that any, say that you don't feel the way you feel, yeah. but I feel like a lot of people in the military have that kind of like, oh my God, looking back on it because you're stuck with a bunch of people who only kind of want to be there now. And yeah. And that's something that not a lot of people talk about. I actually have a talking point that I can, that I can use on this. Let but, me finish. Yeah, it. go ahead. And you're all going through, especially because I believe the military is still heavily skewed male demographic compared to like female. Am I correct? Uh, in my specific industry, it was closer. It was but closer. There was but definitely a lot more men. Than it's like it's like sixty forty now instead of eighty ten or twenty or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But men mature at a different rate than women, and I know that's a controversial topic. But, I mean, it's not. It's basic science. Okay. Well, some people don't like it. Um, they can 
to suck it up. True. Be- I feel like because men mature later than women, you get a lot of severe testosterone. I need to be the top dog. Um, and I need to assert this like power that I have over the males around me. But you're all military guys. So you're all trained on how to like kick butt so you don't fight as much. But I feel like it's understandable to look back at that time and kind of be embarrassed. Because you're still growing and still maturing. Like I look back Mm -hmm. at myself in high school and I'm embarrassed. True. And I feel like maturity wise, the end of high school is probably where I was for most people in their first two years in the military. Let's just pull a random number. Most men for the first two years. I feel like it's a two-year lag. Um, yeah, just because the demographics are so skewed. Mm-hmm. You have every type of person from every yeah. part of the country. Sometimes from parts of the world. I mean, I, I had several people who, who were from the American Samoa Mm -hmm. that I went through training with. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a catch all statement for every single person because everyone is unique. Everyone's different. They all, yeah, I I would say I'm going to talk about my talking. Yes. Go for it. Um, so like an example of, of what you were first talking about. Um, I would often hear the most senior people inside of my shop which is after you get through all your training, you go to the fleet. I was in the air wing. So I was a maintainer working on helicopters. Um, and, and so my shop was airframes and we worked on the hydraulic systems of helicopters and also, um, some other stuff, some other stuff, you know, this, the skin and, and certain, um, components. But, uh, for the most part, it was the hydraulic systems. Um, the most senior people inside of the shop were, were often complaining, um, about their life in the Marine Corps. They were often saying things like, God, I can't wish, wait to get out. You know, I have all these plans that I'm going to go do. I have things set up. I'm just waiting for my DD-214. You know, yeah. I'm basically only in to get a paycheck at this point. They're often making sentiments like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember just one time one time I was speaking kind of, uh, uh, poignantly with a sergeant who, you know, I, I, we had a rocky relationship, but he taught me a lot. Um, and he was like, he asked something along the lines of, uh, why'd you join? And I never had a straight answer for why I joined. There was several things going into the concept of why I joined. I was with this chick at the time and I felt like part of why I joined was so that I could make a life for me and her. Uh, she wound up leaving me right after I got out of boot camp. Um, her loss is my game. That's three months into service. Um, so I had another like four and a half years Ooh. on my contract to uh, think about that. Um, 
and then uh, also it, it was it was kind of a challenge to myself. I had a lot of people in, in my personal life telling me that there was no possible way that I, I, me, could uh, get into the military or like have success while I was in the military. Um, so it, it, you know, it felt like this challenge. It felt like this this object that was obtainable. Um, I uh, referred to my my service in those early. Uh, months as like the first thing that I was ever going to finish because I had a really bad habit of like giving up or, or, or quitting, um, other stuff, you know, sports while I was in school or, you know, classes that I didn't want to take stuff like that. You know, I just give up. I would just quit. Um, if I had to show up for them, then I just wouldn't put any effort in. Um, so I, I was viewing my military service as like this thing that I, I could complete. Oh my goodness. I went on a big old tangent there. Um, no, it's getting good. back to the sergeant. Uh, he asked me why I joined. I told him like a bullshit story why I joined. Um, something along the lines of just wanting to prove myself or like, or like serve my country. The normal cliched stuff. And then I mentioned, oh, it was probably a huge mistake though. He immediately launched in the attack. What do I mean by that? Um, you know, just just yelling at me, and I didn't understand where all this anger was coming from. Because, like I said, I've heard this sentiment time after time after time again, especially from the senior leadership of this job. Nobody wants to be in, but if you're not in the in crowd, if people don't feel like you deserve to uh, have a sentiment on your current service which is silly because it is at the end of the day your service you volunteered to be there you're allowed to have an opinion on it what's up real quick if you hear a bunch of scrabbling our cats are teething and they're screwing around with a box i'm gonna go try to get them to quiet down a little bit okay <laughs> you mind if i keep going no keep going okay um yeah and i guess i just i i don't guess i know for a fact that i wasn't in the in crowd at that point um so they really, they didn't accept any sort of like dissonance or, or, you know, just generally, you know, they wouldn't accept like a, like not enjoying your time. I don't even know how to phrase it. It's, it's such an odd concept to me because I don't know how somebody else can tell you how to feel about something that you're experiencing. You know, that the emotions that you have towards your current situation are so personal and to be attacked on them just seems so silly unless there's already a discourse for that situation. I can understand politics. I can understand having a disconnect and, and, and debating and arguing and talking about like a, a political opinion because that's something that could affect a wide range of people. Yeah. But for your personal situation, your lived experience. Your lived experience. For somebody to look at you and say, you can't have that opinion. You haven't earned it yet. Oh, no, that's that's total BS. Insanity. I mean, it yeah. makes you sound fucking crazy. No, absolutely. I think that, for some background here, I have two degrees in communication. Um, I think that there's a lot of emotion behind a lot of discourse like you were saying like 
not to get super political, but it's often seen that one party votes with their heart and one party votes with their head or their wallet, as it's presumed. And people get so heated because they have very emotional ties to the reasons on why they're voting one way or another. It's not necessarily the logic of what's behind it. It's the passion and the feeling. And this ties into what you were saying because he probably felt very differently than you Mm -hmm. and took personal offense to the concept that you could have a different opinion because to him, the only correct way to feel is the way that he's feeling. So he lashed out in both confusion and like anger because it seems like an impossibility to him. He doesn't understand how you could ever feel that way. And communication is ultimately receiver based. So it may have been not necessarily your message, but the way you were saying things like that. And the only reason I'm saying that is because when we met, you were still in Hmm. and you said a lot of things that were really interesting, but the way that you said them was off-putting at times. So I think that the message was correct, but the way it was received was wrong. Yeah. I mean, entirely possible, but I I would like to mention, this guy had talked often and passionately about not being in the Marine Corps. Oh, then he has no excuse. Yeah. Um, So... It, it ties into another subject that's that's been uh, that's been eating away at me, which is I heard dozens of times in the Marine Corps this exact same sentiment that I'm going to now pass on to all of you, and I hope to God that you do not try to use it in your personal life because it is so silly, it is so fictitious, it makes you seem so flaky. You should never ever say this one sentiment to anyone ever. Hmm. Do as I say, not as and I not do. as I do. That whole sentiment pisses me off. So silly. So you are trying to teach someone to do something the right way, the first time, every time. Why would you ever show them the wrong way to do it and then tell them not to do it that way? It's insane. Ridiculous. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And in the industry that I was in, sorry, I cut you off. You're good. I'm gonna let you get there, but let me get this thought. You're good. Out first. Keep going. Um, in my industry, while I was in the Marine Corps, you could very easily kill people. We were working on military grade aircraft. They are not infallible. They go down sometimes. And sometimes it's maintenance errors that brings those helicopters down. And you can really, really kill someone or several people, or in one case, 35 people. Yeah. We all heard a story in the Marine Corps while I was in fully loaded helicopter went down zero survivors. And it was a maintenance error. It was a maintenance error. Oh man. It was brought down, not because the pilot did something fucked up during flight, but a maintainer fucked up and they brought that helicopter down and goddamn near 50 people died. That's insane. So it's just, he, this person that this Sergeant that I'm talking about, he was a big advocate of the do as I say and not as I do. Um, and, and like I said, he was often talking about trying to get out and he attacked me ferociously verbally for, uh, sharing, for sharing the sentiment. Yeah. Agreeing with him that maybe we all just like messed up, you know, not everyone's cut out to join the military 
And just because you made it, just because you get through boot camp, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to find your place. No, God, no. You don't, you're not owed brotherhood. That's a concept that I had to come to terms with on my own. I wasn't owed like a relationship with anyone around me just because we both like survived boot camp or whatever, you yeah. know? Not to, to hijack from you. Please. That's, I mean, you've been so patient. <laughs> thank you. That's kind of how I felt when I was in college. So for some reference, I went to three separate colleges. Um, I went to an art school for a year on the, here on the West Coast. And um, I dropped out. I dropped out of art school. That's like my biggest accomplishment is I'm an art school dropout. I think it's hysterical. Um, and I dropped out for a lot of reasons. So I don't know if I want to talk about that yet, but okay. we'll get there. After I finish my little thing here, maybe I'll talk about it. So I dropped out and then I went to community college, which was a great idea, by the way. If you're ever like, hey, I'm thinking about going to school and I don't want to like waste a bunch of money trying to figure out what major I want. Community college, baby. It was amazing. Um, it's like as- what, $700 a semester or something like that? It's per unit. So it depends on how many classes you take. Okay. So there's no set like tuition of you pay X dollars a year and then you get X number of classes. It's like, oh, I want to take these three classes one semester. I think it's like $90 a unit. So a a three unit course is like 200 something dollars. And then you have to buy textbooks, but you can buy them used most places. Community college is amazing. Um, I found myself a lot there because when I came back from art school, it was not a great place, mm-hmm. which again, I'll get into it a little bit. Um, and then I went to, to big boy college. I went to a local state school to get my bachelor's after I got my associates at community college. Um, I hated it. I really did not like it. Part of that was because I finished my degree during the pandemic. So most of my schooling and my undergraduate was done online. But the like six months that I was on campus, it was awful. I made a couple good friends. I still talked to one of them. One was a professor of mine. Um, but like the people I lived with, the area I was in, it just really sucked. Really sucked. Um, but I kind of, I like had to come to terms with the fact that these people who I spend time with every single week in my classrooms, none of them are obligated to talk to me, but more importantly, I'm not obligated to talk to any of them because I have some pretty severe social anxiety and people would just bug me. And usually it was about class notes and stuff like that because I take really thorough notes or I did at the time. And it was really frustrating. I just, anyway. It's like your phone would finally ding and you'd check it and it'd be like. Hey, did you do the homework? Did you do the homework? Did you do the homework? Can I see it? That was all of my college. Did you see the homework? Did you do the homework? Can I see it? High school too. I think I saw some of those texts at the very end of your career. Oh yeah. Yep. School career that is. School career. Yep. No, absolutely wacky. Did you do the homework? Did you do the homework? No. I Sometimes I'd tell people no. And then you'd turn it in the next day and they'd be like, what the fuck? No, I always turn it in early. <laughs> as soon as I finished it, I'd turn it in. Because if I didn't turn it in immediately, I'd forget. Yeah. 
um, they're chewing on boxes. I, I know, threw all their boxes. It in sounded there. like they ripped the sickest, nastiest fart. It really did. And with her in there, I wouldn't be surprised. She's it's a gassy. little stinky. She's, um, she's not as bad anymore. No, she's just a jerk food. But yeah. School, man. School, man. And it's weird because I... I actually enjoyed school. A lot of people hate school. They're like, man, I hated it. Couldn't wait to get out of there. It was awful. I really enjoyed specifically community college. Community college was really fun. The teachers all really wanted to be there. Shout out to my community college communications professors. They were all amazing and I love them. Um... I don't know. Yeah. I wish I could do it again. Oh, Community yeah. college specifically. Those were decent times in my life. Simply go back? <laughs> I would. <laughs> Never go to work again. Just go to school. Live in my car. Uh, my grandma knew somebody who did that. Uh, one of her sisters. Uh, Barbara. Cool. Yeah, she uh, she just she married up. Oh, um, I wish. I and love you, but... she she just kept going to school year after year. That's the um, dream. You know, sometimes it was just like one little course mm-hmm. here or there. Sometimes she would take a full semester. She had several degrees by the oh. time. If I won the lottery, or you won the lottery, and I don't know. If we had a bunch of money and I didn't have to work, <laughs> I would just make art and go to school. That's all I would do. No. The mythology course I took in co- community college, one of the best things I've ever done. Um, human values through film. That was an amazing class. I also really like to write essays. So. Yeah, you, you, you kind of get a kick out of that. It lets mm-hmm. you really spread your... Well, it's kind of... Spread your creative wings. It's kind of a challenge for me. Um, I got to a point, nice, nice, (laughs) hell yeah. I got to a point in college where I could type an eight page research paper in two hours. Um, you good? I'm good. Okay. I just really enjoy writing and, and school was always like specifically the, the non math and science fields (laughs) were really enjoyable for me. I enjoy creative writing. Yeah. I despise, uh, I don't even know how to phrase it, like logistical writing. Academic writing. Academic writing. Mm-hmm. I know, love academic writing. The non-use of me and my and I. And oh my God. Even if I speaking write. Speaking factually and never giving opinions. Even if I write um, fiction, I never write me, I, oh, I hate I it. love it. I, if I pick up a book and it's me, I format, I won't read it. <laughs> Really? Yes, That's I like hate it. That's like all nonfiction is. Yeah, I don't read. That's true. And I never read nonfiction. I only ever read fiction. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I, that's what I meant. Um, non Nonfiction. Fiction. Fiction. Fuck. Jesus. Yeah. Fiction. That's like all it is. It's I like, haven't read. I went to the store and then this crazy shit happened and I fucked a vampire. No. Twilight is third person. Harry Potter is third person. Percy Jackson is third person. Percy Jackson not third person. I'm pretty sure Percy Jackson's third it's person. It's not. It's spoken word by Percy Jackson for okay. like the first four books. I read like one book. 
Um, the Beautiful Creature series, I believe, is third person. I don't remember. Um, Maximus Ride was third person. Uh, I never read that. Stinky and wrong. Aragon. Yes. Was first person. Okay. Boom. I almost said our inside joke, but I don't think we're ready for that yet. Drunk driving is a victim. Drunk crime. driving is a victim. <laughs> crime. Now you have to tell this story so I can use it on air. Okay. Um, I'll be back. Don't name drop. Okay. Or do. I don't care. Duff. I mean, is anybody gonna know? He watches. <laughs> Wouldn't be that big of a deal. Pretty sure I could still stomp him out. Um. Anyhow, so I went to high school with this dude. And he super sucked. Um, and she's right. I probably shouldn't use names. So I will try not to. Um, but homeboy tried really hard to be like academic. But he did a terrible job. And he just had like really bad takes well, on a lot of subjects. He tried to be woke, but like in a weird way. Yeah, he was he was just trying to be like ph- philo- philosophical, but uh, philosophize. It, it it didn't work because he just had bad takes. He kind of just made stuff up, right? Well, this is the same dude who was writing DeviantArt fan fiction. Oh about yeah, farts. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's kind of all the context you need. Six seconds of pure bliss slipped from her ass. <sighs> um, a legend. A legend. The man Wattpad myth and, is trembling. Man, myth, and legend. Anyhow, so this specific thing that he decided to try to philosophize on was that he argued that drunk driving is a victimless crime. It's a terrible take and we know. We're aware. We do not think that drunk driving is a victimless crime. You tell we... the story and I'll explain why we say it when you're done. Okay. Okay. So when we asked this guy... What does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you? Is it... Is it slang? Did you hear it on the internet? And he's like, no. Drunk driving is a victimless crime. Um... And we start... We start pushing him. Because, like, you can't just say that and then be like, no, it makes perfect sense. Like, nah, bro. So we kept on pushing it. And mind you, I was not... I heard this uh, story secondhand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm picking my fingernails because, I don't know. Um, all repetitive action is... Self-soothing. Self-soothing. Anyway, you were saying? Yes. This person. Would tell the story. Would tell the story. And he was like... No, so you see... If you hit someone while you're driving drunk, then you are gifting them the release of death. And he believed that it was like the ultimate euphoria, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like bought into this concept that was first voiced by the French, which is like the orgasm is the small death, which is preparing you for the big death. And the big death is, is dying. It is... No longer being a part of this world. It is eternal euphoria. He doesn't read enough to probably know that. Yeah. I truly think that he came up with this concept all on his own. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, because you, it, stick with us. It gets wackier. It does. Uh, so then we're like, okay, well, what if you cause a massive amount of property damage? And he's all like, well, the person driving would be responsible for the property damage. And so it's still not a victimless crime because the person's just going to pay for it and it'll be fine. You, you, okay, a lot of fucking holes in that one. You can't push him, this person, too far on it because he he just he gets to the point of where the joke is. Can I finish this out? Yes. Okay, so apparently they would push him just far enough that he didn't have an answer to it. So if you ask him to elaborate, he would just look at you and go, no. No. So we use drunk driving as a victimless crime as a joke to be like... I don't care <laughs> or I'm not, I refuse to elaborate. And again, we know that we're it's not aware. We are okay. fully aware. Um, it's not like a, we believe this. It's just, yeah, a ha-ha and, funny and, and, that's and gonna... we've, we've actually talked about this concept before where like, if we said it too loud in public and somebody was like, my brother died, we'd have to tell and them this whole story. We'd have to like ex- break it down Barney style and be like, "No, no, no, you don't understand like you weren't meant to hear that. This is an inside Which is why situation. we keep it inside our house. We do make an attempt to keep it inside of our house. Um Which now it's on the internet. Sick. Well, here's the thing, man. I'm not ashamed of it. People will either understand the humor involved. Yeah. Or they won't. Yeah. And they have the right to do that. Oh, for sure. You, the viewer, has the right. The listener? The listener. The listener has the right to be upset with anything that you hear. You You can have your emotions. At the same time, we are going to continue using that saying... Probably not often. Not often. But it does It doesn't pop come up, up very it pops often. Up occasionally. Occasionally, every now and then. Um, and we're going to use it for a very specific context. And we'll explain why. And we'll probably explain it every single time we use it. I mean, probably not the not. full story. But we'll be like, It's an by the way, joke by a stupid person. We don't actually think that yeah. nobody is a victim if they are murdered by a drunk driver. Yeah. But anyway, that's... That whole story. Can we go on to what's haunting my head? Yeah, Since of we course. Listen to what's haunting your head? Well, for half yeah, an hour? We, we spent half an hour on me. Spend whatever time you need on you. Okay. Um, mine's a lot happier. Oh, thank goodness. My birthday is coming up. Wow. And we're going to Disneyland. Woo woo! And I'm very excited. You just switch. You just food. I'm very excited, um, specifically for the food. The food at Disneyland is so good. So they're very expensive. Yeah, but my parents are giving us birthday money. Wow. I know. Exciting. Um, but also, I really like Disneyland. And it brings back a lot of nostalgia for me and, like, good times. Oh. And some bad times. And so I'm trying to, like, just make it more positive overall. Oh, should I talk about why I dropped out of art school? Make it sad again? <laughs> is that all you had to say about Disneyland? Yeah. Kind of. I thought it was going to be longer, but I just keep thinking about, oh my god, I'm going to Disneyland. Monte Cristos. Oh, I love a good Monte Cristo. I haven't found one as good as a Disneyland one yet. Um, If you don't know what that is, it's a it deep... is not a full Monte. <laughs> no, it's a deep fried ham and Swiss sandwich. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I would recommend Googling it. 
It's really good. You dip it in like a berry like sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, What's the difference between jam and jelly? Consistency. Thank you. Me. <laughs> um, that was a joke for the intellectuals in the room. They get it. It's me. I get it. What has been haunting my head? I don't know. My shoulders look weird right now. Yeah, it's because you're sitting funny and the camera's at a weird angle. Is that how they normally look? Are they... Is one longer than that? <laughs> no, stinky. Well, I keep on looking at my eyeballs and like this one's drifting. Anyhow, you guys probably don't know what the hell we're talking about. No, he's looking at himself in the camera and he's losing his mind. Yeah, so the, the software that we're using, it, it allows us to view ourselves in video format while we speak. Uh, probably just to get a good idea of the inflection that we're giving off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I keep on looking at myself and... You're so burpy. I am. You I fall blame... apart. Oh, Jesus. Stop I'm... drinking soda water on It's stream. soda water. Yeah. <laughs> it's carbonated soda water. You're so burpy. I'm now. over here like dying. Like dying. Like dying. Oh my God. Like... I... Like is a great word. I use it so much. Have I you have I shown you my or have I ever done my Valley Girl accent for you? Early, early in the yeah. show. I don't really remember it. Should I do it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm from Southern California, if you can't tell. As am I. As am I. Um but I have family that lives in LA and so I grew up kind of hearing the Valley Girl stuff every now and then. But it's, it's like, oh my god, are you ready to go to the beach? I think it'll be, like, so cute. This is, like, Instagram perfect. Um, I think I'm going to go with this Gucci bag and not the Louis Vuitton today. That's, like, everyone who comes into my store at work. Gross. I know. It made me feel a little dirty. Gross. What are you doing, little cat? What are you doing? Come here. Come here. We'll post a cat tax so you guys can see them. Oh, yeah. Uh, plug your Instagram. Oh, yeah. We have an Instagram. I haven't set it up all the way yet, but it is. What's haunting your head pod on Instagram? Head is spelled H-E-A-D. What's haunting your head pod? No, shoosh, Bixby. We don't want you. Stop it. Get some help. Anyway, yeah, we have two cats. Their names are Betty and Felix, and we love them immensely. Felix is in his bratty teenage phase. Betty's a baby. Look at her little leggies. Hold on, I'm gonna take a picture of this. Baby. Oh, no. That's an adorable photo. Oh, we just went totally silent. Whoops. We're doing a podcast. We forgot. Anyway, it's I think fine. we're probably good to wrap up. Uh, yeah, 40 minutes is pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're crazy. Felix is being batshit. Anyway, Thank thanks you, for everyone, listening. for uh, sitting here with us and doing the damn thing. Hopefully this isn't terrible. We'll see. <laughs> Let us know. We want to know. Um, but, yeah, thanks for tuning in and for joining us and having fun. Hell, yeah. All right. It's been real. It's been good. It might have even been real good. It's been good. Take it easy, y'all.